let's go back to James. And I want to get on to what I ended on last time, um, which is the next thing he says. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. James chapter 1, verse 2. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Now, he wouldn't talk about the testing of your faith if there was no testing of your faith. You know, uh, sometimes people do say, well, you know, I stood out and I stood out to, to trust God and everything went wrong. <laughs> it's called the testing of your faith. Yeah. It, it is, the you know, you know, sometimes people step out in faith. They, they speak the word three times and it doesn't happen within 15 minutes and then they give up. So, well, that didn't work. Well, the testing of your faith is, is often... The difference between when you step out in faith and when you see the result, what you're doing and you'll stand in the in, in the in-between. That's the testing of your faith. Um, that's part of the testing of your faith. And sometimes it, it looks exactly the opposite. Sometimes and, and it's it's at those times when it really matters. This is when the equipping of the word matters, you know. Uh, for example, things like the armor of God. It's great to know about my armor breastplate and the shield and the sword of the spirit but you know a soldier is equipped with armor not for when he's in peacetime but when he's in war when a battle's going on that's when your armor matters that's when it matters the most and that's when the principles matter the most is actually those are the times it's when the pressure's on when when you need these things the most and that's when it counts okay so the testing of your faith is going to come now the outcome of our faith is it is assured um you know i was thinking um one what to me one of the best examples really of the testing of faith is j iris um when he came out he when he came to jesus he said come lay your hands on my daughter my, my little girl she will live um and i can't even remember if i it feels like i referred to this here in the last couple of weeks maybe it was last week or the week before it was last week um but uh, didn't plan to refer to it then, and I didn't refer, plan to refer to it again. So it's, uh, but it, it is one of the powerful examples to me because J.R. has faced a lot of opposition. And this was a father dealing with his 12-year-old daughter who's on, who's on the verge of death. Yeah, his only daughter, and, and I think it's Luke who mentions his, her age. Um, she's naturally, can you imagine the emotions? This is not an emotionless situation. This is not... You know, a, a, a father's daughter, there's no hope, nothing anybody can do. She's about to die. Um, the, the, I'm sure the grief was hitting him already, that, that those emotions were hitting him. But he made a choice. He made a decision to walk out the door where his daughter was about to die and to go to Jesus, knowing full well that if, you know, from a natural point of view, if this didn't work, by the time he got back, his daughter could be gone and he could have missed that final goodbye. Okay. But when he got to Jesus, he, he was, he was absolutely confident. He said to Jesus, come lay your hands on her. She didn't, he didn't say, Oh, please. I hope she lives. He said, come lay your hands on her. She will be healed. She will live. He spoke that out. He believed that. But from that moment, everything went opposite. Everything. If you think about the obstacles he faced, now, again, imagine the, it's easy to read the word emotionless. Put yourself in this man's shoes as a father. Okay. And I don't even, I don't, I don't know how long she's been sick. I don't, I don't think the passage tells us or what she's dealing with. Okay. This is emotional for him. And, and, and yet the very first thing that happens, can you imagine his daughter's on the verge of death? He's got to Jesus. 
Don't know how long it took to travel to Jesus, but he gets to Jesus. He's finally got to Jesus. Jesus said, I'll come. And what happens next? Some annoying woman <laughs> delays Jesus. And that is the, I say annoying, I'm just kind of teasing there. The absolute last thing he needed was Jesus to be paused. Now, that might have been a breakthrough for the woman with the issue of blood. It was a delay for Jairus. That's his first obstacle he faced. It was a delay. Okay? And everything about this, I'm sure you've heard some of this before, but he, he, who's Jairus? He's the ruler of the synagogue. This woman with the issue of blood shouldn't even be in public. We, we probably, most of us have heard this. He's probably the guy who could have authorized her stoning for being in public with that condition. He could have got the wrong attitude. He could have got upset. He could have really torn into that woman and gotten offended. Everything he had the opportunity to do at that moment. We often don't think of Jairus's perspective in this, but he's standing there waiting while this woman is interrupting his situation where his daughter is about to die. Can you, I mean, I'm sure, you know, the temptation to, to, he didn't have a clock, but to look at his watch, we'd be like, you know, you know, you know, when you're running late and, and, and you're like, for example, you're in traffic or you're on the bus and every light catches you along the way. Do you, do you realize how more frustrated you get? So this is a man who's got every reason to feel in motion with his daughter. He's got Jesus there on the way. At least that bit's working right. And suddenly delays happen. He didn't need that right then, didn't he? It's the absolute last thing he needed. So he had the opportunity to get offended, get upset. You know, he could have just said to this woman, he could have started shouting at her in the street. How many of us would probably do that? Someone's delaying you on your way to getting what you need. Okay. He doesn't do it. He stands in silence. There's no interruption from him. He lets this happen. He lets this, this woman's healing. He, he waits for Jesus. And then, and then they start on their journey again. And as they start on, a, on the journey, the bad news comes. So now he's got a delay. Now he's got bad news. That's two obstacles now. Okay. Got delay, bad news. Now you could blame the woman with the issue of blood now. for he, he could again, he could get offended. Okay, But at this point, Jesus grabs him. And, and th th this is not an emotionless situation. This is an emotional situation for this man. But Jesus doesn't just say, oh, let's all cry together. Sometimes that's, that, you know, we sympathize, we love. But sometimes also, sometimes we've got to also build up to faith and say, hold on, keep your focus through this. And that is vital. That is vital because if you lose your focus through this, children of Israel lost their focus with Goliath and they ran in fear from Goliath. But J Jesus gets Jairus's focus back. Now, sometimes we don't like it when people do that to us. We can get upset with them when they try to pull us back onto it. But sometimes love, that's sometimes actually what we need the most. Yeah. And so it, it's like, get your focus back because everything is pulling on you to get your focus off. Get your focus on the word joy is in the word victories in the word. The word works and the word will produce the breakthrough that God has promised. And a lot of this pressure is coming. The attack is coming to get you off the word. All right. So Jairus, he's had a time delay. Now he's got a, 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 a bad news delay. <laughs> everything's, everything's working against this man. All right. That's not the end of his problems either. Now they, Jesus says, come on, let's stay in this. So he's like, okay, let's stay in this. He encourages himself. Starts walking back to the house. What's the first thing you get that, that happens when he gets to the house? Oh, the house is surrounded by mourners. Now his eyes, now he sees it. It's not just hearing bad news. Now right in front of him, now he's got everything telling him. There's the grief, 
there's the crying, there's all the emotion in that house going on in there, okay? And, and, and so that's another obstacle. Now everything again trying to pull at him. Everything again trying to, trying to cause him to give up hope, lose hope, feel hopeless. What's the point of having Jesus here? What's the point of us having come all the way here? Look, Jesus, I know you said, you know, keep, keep a brave face. <laughs> but look right there, Jesus, they all know she's dead. Yeah. So that man had a lot of obstacles really in the way. And um, Jesus did the wise thing. He cleared the room out, cleared the room out because those were distractions to Jairus. Jairus needed to keep his focus. And then obviously the breakthrough came, all right? But I'd call that the testing of his faith. And that, that is the testing of his faith. And it's, it's, those are very real what's going on. But now let's get back here to James, James 1, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. I'll come back to patience in a minute. Um, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect. Now, the word perfect, I mentioned this uh, a couple of weeks ago on the Thursday nights. The, that word speaks of maturity, maturity and complete lacking nothing. So this, what he's talking about here is part of what is involved in maturing not just maturing naturally, but maturing in Christ, right? There are certain factors that the Bible points to that are characteristics of maturity. Uh, I mentioned one of them on the Thursday nights. One of them is a, is a church walking in authority and an individual walking in authority. That's directly a man who's got control of his words. But here, it's got to do with a person who's, 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 who's come to that place where what he refers to here is or what is translated as patience, is fully working in a person, yeah? Now, this, uh, this characteristic of patience here, which I started to, I'll get the word right in a minute, touch on, I was going to say tap into and touch on, and I was getting the words mixed up and trying to say both of them, because both of them, okay? But I, I touched on this, but um, the word there has to do with constancy, consistency, or being constant now in fact you could broaden the definition and i like what one minister said this um being consistently constant regardless of the circumstances in other words not going up and down with the challenges not going not being pulled up and down with them is actually part of the place to get to stability regardless of the pressure now, in order to get to that place, you actually have to have pressure because you learn to be stable in the pressure. You don't learn to be stable when there's no pressure on, right? But you learn that regardless of what's going on, you know, it, 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 let, me, let, me, let, me, let me illustrate it this way. What, when you want to build your muscles, where do you go? One blade. Gym. And what do you do in a gym? You put pressure on your muscles. <laughs> Do your muscles build and grow and strengthen just sitting, sitting around doing nothing? They don't, do they? The muscles develop under pressure. And actually, you know, you, you know, you, you know what you're really doing when you go to the gym, when you do weights? You're not actually, we call it bodybuilding. You're actually not bodybuilding. You're tearing your muscles apart when you do the gym. You, and the body then rebuilds, and this is why the rest period afterwards is important, because the body then rebuilds it, but rebuilds it stronger. 
and then rebuilds it stronger. That's why it hurts and burns afterwards because you've actually, you, the lactic acid and everything, but you've actually, you, you, in a sense, I'm not an expert on the subject, but the bits that I do understand, you're tearing your muscles apart and your body then rebuilds them. But the building and the strengthening process requires that pressure, okay? Because at, afterwards, what happens? You actually are stronger. Your muscles are stronger. And whereas you used to be able to only pick up a five kilogram weight, I don't know what weights to use, five kilograms, not very much, okay? But, you know, or, you know, as your muscles get stronger, what happens? The, 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 the weights that used to feel heavy no longer feel heavy anymore. And, and, and you, your ability to handle more increases, doesn't it? So actually, the, the, the ability to grow stronger and to, to develop to that place in your, that kind of unshakable, stable faith walk happens under pressure now there's actually two things that can, can ha happen under pressure you can snap and break under pressure or you can strengthen under pressure and we don't i mean he, he's talking about the fact that you get patient now and now thank god for the grace of god you know you know what happens when you snap and break as a christian he's ready to pick you up and he will sometimes you know you know you can get so so badly shaken up by something that may you know i don't know people will walk away from god for 10 years walk away from the word but you know what god doesn't actually let you go even in that he's always there trying to draw you back so so even but he he also knows and he's not the one causing the pressure he, the enemy is behind the pressure okay but god also and i said this this is why i said this to, at the start of the service god also knows the days we got it we're living in we're living in a day where darkness has a lot more access onto this planet and we've got to be a tough force We've got to be able, no matter, you know, um, oh, I'm trying to, where's the proverb? There's, um, there's some, I think it's in the Proverbs or Psalms. This one just came to me now where it says uh, something to the effect of if you've run with footmen and they've wearied you, how will you run with horses? Anyone ever heard that scripture? I don't know where that one is. I need to find that one. Someone, someone trying to see if they can look it up because actually it, I might have misquoted it slightly. Let me see if I can quickly find that because that one just pops into my heart. Um, let me see if I can find it quickly. Um, it's Jeremiah. Jeremiah 12. There it is. Let's go there. Jeremiah 12 verse 5. Because this is this is this I think this is relevant to what I'm just saying right now. Now we, this isn't the, this isn't the thing. This isn't the kind of message you want to hear. What what we want to hear a lot of the time is that is is you'll never have the pressure. <laughs> but actually, James is showing the pressure. Although the pressure is not from God, the pressure will have an effect on us. It'll do something to us. That's never. It's not nice going through those things. Yeah. Didn't mean to swap my foot right across the screen there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Jeremiah 12. Let's look at this. Um, verse 5. I thought it was in the Proverbs, but this is still good. It says, if you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you. Now, running with footmen? Well, if you're running with a footman, then you're a footman too, yeah? yeah. So that's running with your own, with your own kind. With your own capacity. 
then how can you contend with horses? Now, horses are something far bigger. Yeah? You know? How are you going to knock a Goliath flat if, you can't, if, if you're struggling to knock an equal flat? Kind of thing is almost the thought, but there's but there's more to this. If you because he's talking about run, if you've run with footmen and they've wearied you, then how can you contend with horses? And if in the land of peace in which you trusted they weary you, then how will you do in the floodplain of the Jordan? Okay. In other words, so if everything's peaceful, and that and then you got tired then, and oh that's that's the, you know, have you ever noticed some Christians? I'm, I try not. Some, I try to use, say these things to illustrate, not to to criticize. But have you ever noticed some Christians? They literally can't handle even the least bit of pressure, okay? And 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 they fall apart at everything. And pray, we want to pray for them. We want to love them. I'm not saying that to 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 um to be critical. I'm saying it to illustrate, because actually there is an importance of strengthening, so that actually some pressure doesn't doesn't knock you. You want to get to the point where when the enemy throws throws a throws a dart at you doesn't phase you and 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 you, you know I, you, there are things like i said just like going to the gym there are things i remember i remember someone came to a minister you know, someone came to kenneth hagan years ago and said to him something along the lines of um pray that the devil doesn't attack me anymore and kenneth hagan kind of said come here i'm going to pray that you go back go to heaven now and the guy's like, no, 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 no. That's not what I asked for. He said, pray that the devil doesn't attack me again. He says, you live in the natural world. and You've got an enemy. We're in a war zone. We're in a place where there's an enemy. There isn't a situation where the enemy's never going to attack you again. We are in the battle zone. We are here. We are the foot troops. Okay. So actually, we have to be stronger because especially as the darkness increases. Now, we want, to, we want to sometimes believe that we will just never have a pressure and it will just, it's all fine and dandy. But actually, it's the, the opposite is supposed to be the case that despite the pressure, we are strong so the pressure doesn't phase us and we keep speaking the word because we know the word will produce the outcome and, the, and, and that breakthrough will be produced. And as we speak the word, we will steer in the direction of the word says, regardless of the storm and the pressure. And it will come under the, the outcome will go as the word has said, as we stand. Yeah. So we, we want to get to the stage where actually just like to the gym, where what was a five, five kilogram, we're like, oh man, I can't even push the five kilogram. We're actually now, you, you, you just like five's like, oh, that's easy. And you go up to, and you're up to 20 and you're up to 30, up to 40 kilograms. You're like, oh man, this is really, this is, man, can someone put another 50 on? You know, <laughs> okay, because you're thinking this is this, the, 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 I can handle, and not by yourself, okay. Now, notice this, the, the, this is completely going where it goes right now. But as I was reading this, if you've run with the footmen and they have wearied you, how can you contend with horses? Weary. What is, what is getting weary? Tired, worn out, okay. Weariness is one of the tools of the enemy. He wears us out and you get tired on the inside. You get worn down emotionally, mentally, physically. It's one of his, in fact, it's one of the warnings in the New Testament is against weariness. All right. And we are told a number of times. In fact, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go with some of this. And I might have to find a couple of my scripture references because I think I'm going to go with this as we, as we, but one of them is in, I think Hebrews 12. 
Yeah, I'm going to get to that one as well. But thank you. You're absolutely right. Um, one of them is, is, uh, is um, which one did I say now? Hebrews 12, because <laughs> I was thinking the one you just said. Um, and I'm going to try to find some notes on this, actually, because um, I think this is good, good to go with. And I know I've got a whole set of notes on this, if you give me a moment. Um, I'm going to try to see if I can actually find my notes. Yeah, there they are. So I love having. I used to, I remember when I, when I used to teach in Bible schools, Bible school, you're teaching a whole course. You got, I'd have a whole thicker notes like this. And if I was traveling around and teaching different topics, I'd, I'd be traveling with a whole box of notes. Now I just travel with that. It's wonderful. It makes it a lot easier. Okay. But actually weariness, weariness, um, there's a couple of things actually, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to touch on both of these because that scripture said, if you've run with the horsemen and they have wearied you, right? Sorry? You've run, well, if you've run with the horsemen and they wearied you, how are you going to run with chariots? <laughs> That's the upgrade. If you run with footmen and they wearied you, how are you going to run with horses? If you run with horses and they weary, how are you going to run with chariots? And if you run with chariots and they've wearied you, how are you going to run with the jets? Come on. What, what should be happening? We're taking a step up. Now, how, how are you going to run with a horse? Can you do that in your own strength? This is where Isaiah 40 comes in. And then we get, that's why I'm going to go there in a minute. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Okay. There is access to a higher level of flow. If you, you, you're battling these things in your own strength and you're battling this, you're going to get weary. And the enemy is going to use that. There is access to something higher and there is a tap into something that will put you on a level of being able to encounter battles that are beyond your own ability. You're running with the horsemen now. Okay, and I'm going to, I'll get to that one in Isaiah 40 in a minute, but I'm going to talk about this for a moment first, right? But you know what? The enemy uses tools. He uses discouragement. He uses weariness. These are, these are connected, okay? Discouragement, well, discouragement is the opposite. Discourage is the opposite of courage, okay? It's the loss of courage. And in fact, discourage is defined as to lose courage, confidence, and energy. Notice energy in there as well, okay? To lose that. And one, it's an important part of this. When a person becomes discouraged, remember what God said to Joshua, be strong and of good courage, okay? Because the enemy, this is a tool the enemy uses. Discouragement, one of the things that happens with discouragement is a person loses their inner drive to keep going. It, it, it happens on the inside. They lose that inner drive. They lose that, that, that. It's a loss of motivation. It's a loss of strength on the inside. That's why we're going to come to the Isaiah 40 scripture in a moment, right? Connected with discouragement is disappointment. These are things that the enemy uses. These all work together, okay? Um, disappointment is, is that feeling of being let down. Feeling like sadness or frustration. Something didn't go as expected. Something that was hoped for didn't happen. See, how, these are all tools, and they actually a lot of them work together. Um, and uh, in, they can be real, you know, in ministry, the enemy, the enemy uses this. Someone steps out in ministry and it doesn't grow as quickly. Or, or being let down, you know, trying to build a work and people don't show up <laughs> and stuff like that. The enemy uses this. You know how many 
and how many get people get taken out in ministry from discouragement, de despair, and the enemy. You, this is a target of people, pastors, preachers, all kinds of things um, that, that the enemy uses. But not just them. Okay, uh, every one of us, in some degree, um, some of those things, some of those disappointing discouragement. Focus is really key in, in what causes these. Focus, uh, uh, because you get zeroed in on the things that are causing disappointment. You get zeroed in on the things that are causing discouragement. And what happens is you they pull you down even more. The more you zero in on the things that are causing the, the, the emotional discouragement, despair, these are things that go on the inside. They pull you down even more, don't they? And the enemy wants you zeroed in. Once you zeroed in, I'm going to read you scriptures in a moment, but I'm just setting the scene for this, okay? And this is what we need to understand. The Bible has some things to say about this, and there are warnings over and over and over in the New Testament against weariness. I'm going to look at a couple of them. Let's look at Hebrews 12. Now, we know verse 1 and 2 uh, talks about um, looking unto Jesus, yeah? The author and finisher of our faith. Look at verse three. For consider him, Jesus, who endured such hostility from sinners against himself. I'm going to give you some really horrifying news. He ain't the first one. The enemy's used this tactic on other people, yeah? Used it on Jesus. He endured such hostility from sinners against himself. Some pretty nasty hostility there as well yeah lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls um the amplified bible says this lest you lose heart or talks about losing heart and fainting the phillips translation says lest you lose your purpose and your courage uh the rotherham's translation says lest you be wearied in your souls becoming exhausted Anyone ever felt like that? Yeah. I have definitely felt like that at times. Yeah. I felt so exhausted. I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. Uh, bye. <laughs> I'm through with this battle. <laughs> Anyone ever felt this? I think, I think we've all felt that to different degrees, you know? Um, but you know what the thing is? And this is what James covers. Draw this back to James. The testing of the faith, testing of your faith, actually strengthens you up so the things that used to wear you don't wear you as much anymore. They don't. You get stronger. You get stronger. Now, let's look at a couple of other scriptures on weariness. Is this all right with you? Yeah. I did not have any clue I was going to talk about this. That's why I had to find the notes when I came in. So Galatians 6. Let's look at this one. So do you see that warning there in, in Hebrews? Lest you become weary and discouraged. These are internal, aren't they? Weariness. Yeah. This is not just talking about physical tiredness. Emotional, mental is a lot worse than physical. Yeah. I, I remember one of my Bible school teachers said this. He said, um, he, I mean, he was busy with preaching. I mean, I, sometimes I think I'm busy and I look at what he did and I'm thinking, how did he do that? I mean, he was teaching in a full-time Bible school and often 25 lectures a week. Um, and then he was traveling every weekend, every weekend across America, preaching sometimes Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, back in Bible school on Monday, teach the whole week, full-time Bible school. 
and and I, I mean, I, I've done that kind of schedule to a degree. I've, I, there's times I used to teach 30, 30, 25 to 30 sessions a week. And that is tiring. And he said he got physically tired. And he said he would go sleep and then he would just take a break and go sleep. And he'd wake up and he was still tired. And he began to realize this is more than physical tiredness. This is inside. There's tiredness inside. Physical tiredness you can deal with. Sometimes the inter internal and emotional things that the enemy uses is to tire the inside, to wear you out, okay? And that's, that's, that's a bigger, that's a far harder thing sometimes to deal with. And he began to realize he needed to know the solution to physical, to, to internal tiredness, not just physical tiredness, okay? In order to keep, be, be able to keep going. Let's look at the next one, Galatians 6, 9. Is there solution in the word for these things? Yeah. Has God has God pointed these things out because we need to be aware of them. And the reason he's pointed them out is because he doesn't want us falling into these things. And he does warn us against them, but he also shows us the way through them. Part of it is what we've already read in James. James gives us some keys there, counting it all joy. Okay. Your your praise, your your joy, your your choosing that. When, when everything inside of you doesn't want to praise God and you just begin to say, oh, I'm going to praise God anyway. Okay, that's part of it. But let's look at some more things. Galatians 6, 9. Here's another warning against weariness. Let us not grow weary. Does your Bible say that? Let us not grow weary. That's the second New Testament warning we've had against weariness. Let us not grow weary while doing good. Are you doing the right thing? Why would you grow weary doing good? <laughs> it's all kinds of real. You're not appreciated, or I mean, Jesus. Did Jesus ever do anything but good? Yes. Okay, and, and the, the scripture we just read says, endured such hostility against sinners. Sometimes you do all the right things, and the attack still comes. <laughs> okay, but but here you're doing good. You're doing good, and you and and you kind of in this sense you're thinking, why aren't the results coming? This one's got to do with the, 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 the weariness is happening because you're not yet reaping the results from the doing good. This is another cause of weariness. Jesus, it's hostility from the sinners. It's the attack. Here, it's the delays. Remember Jairus faced things? Yeah. Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. If we what? What's losing heart? It's the same kind of ideas, discouragement. It's that loss of drive, loss of energy. I just don't feel like going on anymore. I don't feel like pushing forward. I don't feel like I don't feel like confessing the words today. I don't feel like speak, speaking Jesus' name. I, I just feel like going in the corner and crying. I've lost heart. <laughs> and that is that is that, that is the, what he's dealing with here. Let us not grow weary. So here, um. <clears throat> Weariness. Weariness. Let me give you some definition for weariness. Weary, weariness can be defined as, let me give you some definition. I gave you some of discouragement and, and other things, but weariness can be defined as having run out of strength, patience, or endurance. You've run out of strength. Lack of strength, lack of inner drive, and lack of motivation. Now you see the crossover of discouragement, okay? Unable to exert yourself anymore. No more endurance. 
It's a feeling of I've given out and I've got no more to give. Lack of strength to keep moving forward. Now, we keep a positive faith. We are we have people of faith, people of the word. We have a smile about our faith. We, we never get tempted to quit, do we? No. <laughs> we never get tempted to throw in the towel. We're faith people. We preach, believe God. Keep a smile on your face. Keep a smile on your face. You better believe we get tempted to quit. You better believe we get every temptation. Faith is not a pretend. Faith is, and trusting the word is not just, I never have a problem. I never have a possibility to give up. No, I never have a challenge in my life. I smile all the time. It's just easy for me to smile. <laughs> no, you better believe there's, there are times when you, every bit of inner drive has gone. There are times every bit of strength has gone out of you. The, the pressure, the attack, the enemy is there. This is not a pretend realm. But God is warning, don't let that weariness set in. He knows this is a tactic of the enemy. In the battle, if you grow weary, in, if you're in an actual physical battle against, like David and Goliath, you were actually in a battle and you got weary in that battle, what's going to happen? You start putting your shield down because you're too tired to hold your shield. You're too tired to swing your sword at that enemy anymore. Hey. You got your guard down. Now what happens? When he swings his attack, you ain't got the strength to fight back. That's, that's, that's you know, it was, you ever seen the Bucky Roxing movies? Uh, the Bucky, Rocky. Where did I get Bucky from? Bucky Roxing. Bucky Yeah, the Rocky Boxing movies. Okay. No, but you know, you know, you go 15 rounds. Remember those ones? Remember how he's just getting tireder and tireder, and the and the bad guy's thinking, I got him, I got him, I got him. And then suddenly he goes, and he gets back up, and the bad guy's like, I just give him everything I got. How did he get back up now? Okay, because somehow strength comes out of the inside. Somehow. And the thing is with God, you don't have to just find the strength inside of yourself. There is a key, He has given us access to strength. There is a strength that can come on the inside of you. It's beyond your own strength. It's the kind of strength that gives you the ability to run with the horses, yeah. not just with the footmen. Yes, there is strength. There is, we have access to these tools. God has not left us without access. He's shown us these kind of things are pitfalls. And it is so easy to get into these pitfalls where the enemy weighs you down. Okay. And a weary person, they've lost the will to fight. They've lost the will to stand. This is that you do not want to get that far down. And I've been there. So this isn't like this is faith, not a pretend realm. Oh, we never, we never get that tired. We have to actually talk about these things because they're in the Bible. We've got to show people how to get how to get through this. All right. Other translations of Galatians 6 9. I think the message Bible says, do not allow yourself to become fatigued. The Amplified says, losing your courage. Other one other translation say, growing tired. So could another one. Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians three. <clears throat> huh? 
How many? We've seen two warnings so far in the New Testament. This is the same New Testament gives you all the in-cross truths. But it warns this element. Do not grow weary. Do not grow weary. Yeah? Why would God warn us this? Knows there's a temptation to, in this area. Yeah. Second Thessalonians 3. Here's another one. Verse 13. But as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. How many warnings is that now? Three. It's getting repeated, isn't it? Don't grow weary. It's the, that feeling of exhaustion on the inside that, that arises when you just don't feel like you've got the strength or the drive or the motivation to keep going. That's one we've got to learn to, to overcome and deal with. And we've got to find, find the way through. Okay. In the Old Testament, we read, the, I'm not going to go through Old Testament verses. I might go through a couple in a minute. But in the Old Testament, one of the words that's translated weary, it means to gasp, gasp out of exhaustion. What's God? Oh. Yep. Anyone ever done that? Not just physically. When you're tired physically, anyone ever been tired and you've done a run, you go, oh. But I'm talking about that on the inside. It just that's what it's talking about. Just that point where you're like, oh, I don't have the strength to keep going. I don't have the strength to pick myself back up. I don't have the strength to get myself. It's that kind of feeling of just complete tiredness on the inside, letting that set in. The enemy wants you in that place. And he piles the pressure on to get you in that place. Because you know what? When people get weary like that, they are getting to the point they're going to throw in the towel. They're going to put their weapons down. They're going to quit. They, they, he, he, the more he drives you, the more he pushes you in that direction. God would not warn you about this if it wasn't possible to get pushed into this position. Okay? With all the faith scriptures, with all the in Christ scriptures, and he warns us still about this because he knows the enemy is going to try to use this one. Now, let me say this. You do not go from being strong and courageous to being completely weary overnight in a matter of seconds. Yeah? It's often a wearing down process. Where one thing after another, hitting you one thing after another. And, 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 and you know, you take your stand for healing and fight that battle. And then and another one comes, another one comes, another one comes, another one comes, another one comes. Yeah? And it wears you down, wears you down, wears you down. Each battle, you're getting tireder. And, and sometimes it's, you start to slip backwards with each little, each little bit of battle. Anyone ever felt like that? Never felt like that. The enemy sifts you, puts the pressure on. And sometimes there's one disappointment, another disappointment. Things don't quite go the way you trusted God for. And you, and you start to lose hope, lose confidence. The Bible warns us against losing hope. And confidence. These are all things. These are tactics the enemy wants to use. Lose hope. Lose confidence. Grow wary. Get discouraged. You get the picture? Basically, the Bible's telling, warns us against this. Right? Now, I'm not going to, because of all time, I'm not going to go into all the kind of things that can cause discouragement. All these notes out randomly. I didn't know I was going to go this way, but it, it seemed good as I started going down this with that scripture on running with the footman, if you're going to get weary. Now, notice this. On that scripture which we read in Jeremiah, if you run with the footman and you got, got weary, 
then are you going to contend with the horses? In other words, he's saying it's possible to get to the point where you're not getting weary running with the footman. He doesn't, that scripture doesn't say, ah, oh, guys, everybody gets weary running with the footman. No, it says, if you get weary running with the footman, how are you going to contend with the horses? That implies some are, some are, some are out there with the horses now. They're not getting weary. They can run with the footman. They ain't getting weary, are they? Well, let's, 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 uh, let's look at Isaiah 40. Let's go. Then we'll finish on this. Isaiah 40, 28. Familiar verse, but it's good to hear these ones. Where's Isaiah? Uh, from verse 28, I think. Yeah, Isaiah 48. Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the heavens of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. You can look at that and say, well, that's very nice, God. You don't even know what it's like to get weary. No, 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 no. doesn't say he doesn't have the possibility. He, he's never had the possibility to. He just knows, he knows how, how he's tapped into something. Yeah? Yeah? His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. Yeah, you could say this. I'm not saying youths or old men are better, or, but, but, but let me put it another way. You could say even the best of us can, get, can faint and get weary. There's no, if the Bible warns us against this, don't pretend I'm such a super Christian, I'm never going to get tempted to get weary. Just face the fact the possibility is there, but I need to know how to, how to, how to tap into something. And that you can tap into a flow that, 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 that's beyond your own strength. Sometimes, see, you can't run with, 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 with the horses in your own strength. Remember, remember, remember as, um, Elijah ran, ran alongside or ahead of a a Ahab's chariot. He'd do that in his own strength. <laughs> Can you imagine that one? I'd love to see this guy riding along your chariot as Ahab, and then goes Elijah. How do you do that? He tapped into something much, much more powerful in his own strength. Something beyond himself, okay? Let's finish reading this. Even the youth shall faint and be, and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. <clears throat> There's something lifting you higher. That's what, that's what I hear when I say they'll mount up with, with, with wings like eagles. That's saying something is pulling you up. This isn't just your own ability here. Renewed strength. They shall run and not be weary. Is that possible? He wouldn't say it if it's not possible. Now, he's just told you God doesn't get weary. So he must know something we don't. And he's trying to teach it to us. Notice, let's go back to this. Read, read, read that in verse 28 again. The creator, the last part, the creator of the ends of the earth neither faints nor is weary. 
his understanding is unsearchable. Why does he mention his understanding today? He knows something. He knows something that enables him to not get weary. His wisdom, his understanding is what enables him to tap into a place where he, he doesn't get weary. You run that, he's just not getting tired. He's just not getting tired. That's what I'm seeing when I read that. And you might see something different. Okay. So when he says, you can come to the place that at the, the end of verse 31, they shall run and not be weary. He's not just saying he's the only one who doesn't get weary. He says, it's possible for my people to get to that place too. It's possible for, for you, for my family, my kids to be at that place where you ain't getting weary with things. They'll, they'll walk and not faint. There's got to be, there is a supernatural source of strength that supersedes the natural and even keeps you going when everything inside of you is run out of strength. We've got to understand that there is, we can tap into a strength source beyond ourselves and this is how we got to learn to live. Someone says, I don't have the emotional strength. I don't have the mental strength. Yeah, in yourself, your own strength. But there is a strength source. And he's telling us how to get into it. They that wait upon the Lord. Yeah, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Just trying to look quickly if there's something else. Now, there, there is a key... There, there is a key in that phrase. Those who wait. What is it to wait upon the Lord? Okay. It's, it's interesting. It depends how you define the word wait. If, if you say wait, if, if you say, I'll be 20 minutes, wait for me, what do I, I'm just defining the word. If I said to you, I'll be 20 minutes, wait for me, um, what does that mean? You, you can go sit down and wait. I'm waiting for you, yeah? He doesn't say those who wait for the Lord. He says those who wait on the Lord. There's a difference. What is it to wait on? Still Ever been to a restaurant and been served by a waiter? Now, a waiter does not sit in the corner and wait. Because you'd probably be a bit annoyed with that, with your food never coming. See, there's another type of waiting. <laughs> waiting doesn't mean just sitting quietly doing nothing, right? They that wait on the Lord. There's more to this than just sitting quietly. I think so. It's, it's, it's everything, isn't it? Reading yeah. the word, worshiping the word, that's waiting upon. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Is it's not, it isn't just a sitting, waiting, quieting. Yeah, there's an active aspect to it. If you just think about waiting as in, well, I'm waiting, then, then, it's, then it's passive. Okay, there's two different forms of the word wait. One is passive, which means just sit doing nothing. One is active. As a person in a restaurant, they're waiting on you. They're bringing you your food. 
they're coming to your table they they're coming to you they are now your waiter and they are waiting on you right and and he says they that wait on the lord shall renew their strength i believe this is an active waiting not a passive waiting and yes there there is a there is a big part of it where it is getting in his presence it is taking you get into that place and sometimes you've got to draw that strength from him and it's active and actually sometimes even taking that time meditating on the word now these are the things the flesh doesn't want to do but there is a strengthening in that and sometimes you don't want to do but actually there's more to this than you know putting these things into practice than just doing it out of formality and doing it out of, well, I have to do this or whatever. There, 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 there is a strength source. And sometimes you've got to know, I need that right now. I've got to get into that place because the pressure is too much for my own strength. I need a supernatural strength source that is going to lift me up beyond what my strength can do. Not just in, if it is my own strength, I'm going I'm to wear out. Yes, go for it. Something that happened to me when I was working in mm-hmm. a pop band actually. And with that man, and he said in that part, he, they came against me because I was a Christian. Mm-hmm. And, and I went into depression. Yeah. I just I started going inward into myself. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, uh, You're getting depressed. Mm-hmm. He said, depression is a physical thing. Mm. And he said, so I'm dying inside when I get into that depression. And yeah. I've got to fight. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's I, true. I didn't stay there very long. When the Lord spoke mm-hmm. to me, I suddenly engaged it. Because yeah. I'm not going to get depressed. Because this is what God said. There's the persecution. He, he said mm-hmm. we would have it. Yeah. No, that's fine. It's good what you said. I was just going to pick up as because I thought you were finishing as I was getting ready to, yeah. to come in because I was going to follow up with that and say the, the, the key, one of the big keys of importance is understanding we can't do this in our own strength. If you do this in our own strength, you're going to get worn out. You have to tap into a strength source that can carry you through anything. That's it. Isaiah 41.10, let's get to um, 9.10. Fear not, I'm with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am the Lord. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my right, righteous right hand. Yeah, and that's a good one as well. Um, I will strengthen you. I will do it. And that's, that is the kind of place you said, Lord, we're finished with my own strength now. We need, we need yours. I need your strength to get me through. 
I am ready to run beyond just the horsemen, the, 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 the footmen and start tapping into running with, 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 with horses. That means that's got to be ha happened by, by a much more powerful strength than my own. And actually, this is the place we can do. The enemy wants to, to get you into the place where your own strength is worn out in those battles. Yeah? So we've got to tap into. He gives us the key through. And these are very real truths. He shows us there is a place to tap into his strength. That's the place you've got to begin to start finding. Amen? There's another scripture I'm trying to find, and I might try and find it afterwards. Um, because it'll take too long to just sit here and try and find it. Uh, somewhere in Corinthians, something Paul says, but I will find it um, when we finish here. But let's, let's just pray. Hallelujah. Father God, I just thank you for this, Lord. I thank you that your word has does give us the answers and the keys we need, Lord. And I thank you, Father God, that uh, there's strength in you. Thank you that there is ability there is there, there there are answers to that weariness and the enemy wants to wear us out he wants to get us worn out in the battle he wants to get us to the point where we we, we lose the inner courage and strength to keep going but we're not gonna we're not gonna let that happen we we know lord god we we have access to a strength source that's beyond our own natural strength strength beyond my strength ability beyond my ability and this is very real lord and and i just thank you lord we look to you right now for strengthening we look to you for strengthening on the inside fortify and strengthen each person here lord god because we i believe we can get to that point lord god where we're not even phased by the battles and the storms going on around us they're not wearing us out because we just realize this is this is easy stuff this is not as it used to wear me out don't wear me out anymore we can, we can face even bigger battles because we're, we're growing stronger. And I thank you, Father God. That's part of what James refers to when he talks about uh, reaching maturity in these things and becoming perfect and, 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 and completely stable where you're just not being pushed around by those, those tests and trials going on and the storms going on. So, Lord, we, we draw our strength from you. We realize this is, that this is a time when we need to start tapping into our, that higher strength on an ongoing basis and living by that strength so that we don't get worn out by the battles that the enemy is trying to throw at us, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, I just pray that you'll strengthen each person here, strengthen each one of us. We draw that strength from you. And, and I'm including people on, on, online and in person here, Lord, with that. We thank you for that strengthening, Lord, and we just recognize that that's really important that we get into that place this week and we draw that strength from you, despite anything and everything that's going on around us in Jesus' name. Amen.